Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the final episode of Summer Mirror Club. Um, this week, uh, to get into the holiday spirits, uh, me and Zach have decided to um, to do something very special. Um, I, as always, am your host who likes his toast slightly underdone. I'm Adam, and as I just mentioned, I'm joined, as always, by my host who saw a man riding a horse down the street shirtless uh, on his way to record today. Um, so I'm sure we'll hear all about that. Zach, how are you? Hey. Hey, everybody. Uh, just just real quick, I want to, so I can take a sip. I've already poured it. Uh, my, my drinking is sponsored this week by a, a beer that every year I see and always think, I'm going to get that. And then I wait too long. And the time I finally decide when I'm driving to the store, like, today's the day I'm going to get this. And then I go into the store, and it's the first day that they've gotten rid of it, the display. I am drinking Trogues Independent Brewing's The Mad Elf. I knew you were going to – once you said Trogues, I knew exactly what you were going to say. I can't I'm, – uh, I'm one of the weird people who does not like Mad Elf. Um, Trogues <sighs> – so Zach and I grew up in Philadelphia. Oh, oh. oh. I yeah, just took Zach my first sip. Oh. Zach and I grew up in northeast Philadelphia. Um, Trogues – is a uh, craft brewery that's located in Hershey, so about forty-five minutes to an hour outside of Pennsylvania. Um, and Mad Elf is their like Adam. Christmas, huh? Adam. Outside of Philadelphia. What I, what I say? Outside of Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm sorry. Outside of Philadelphia, um, Mad Elf is their like Christmas is their beer that comes out around Christmas time. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in my friend group who doesn't like Mad Elf. It's interesting. Um, it's like it like it, it advertises it's made with honey and cherry, which you get very, very early on in the sip. It's it's very honey and cherry forward, and then uh goes right into a clove that like yeah. you're like you're not expecting. Um, so the other interesting thing, Zach, about Mad Elf is the Mad Elf that you're drinking right now is not the same Mad Elf that people were drinking last year. Yes, it, uh, it, it changes slightly from year to year. I, um, I think I think Mad Elf had the um, I think Mad Elf had the the the, uh, the downside for me of being too overhyped. So like everyone in my friend group was like, oh, Mad Elf's the best. Mad Elf's the best. And then I tried it and it, it wasn't it, it wasn't spectacular. I don't I don't care for it. I'm, I'm it, giving it a middle of the road, like two, seven, five. It's very much like uh, the first Angels and Airwaves album. Where Tom DeLonge was basically stating that Angels and Airwaves was going to change the face of music forever, and it was just okay. Um, let me put it this way: uh, I'm going to have one. I'm going to have a second one, probably. Um, I don't know if I'm going to drink the whole six pack consecutively. I might save a couple for another night because mm-hmm. I can already tell it's got that it's got an 11% ABV, which you you can read on the thing, but you could you could taste it right away. You're like, oh, this is this yeah. is not a if I need to function later, kind of beer. Yeah. Um, shall we? Shall we get into? Uh, yeah. Let's let's stop. Uh, let's stop craft beer movie club with the uh, summer craft beer club with Zach and Adam. Um, this week we are covering, like I said, to get into the the holiday season. Um, Thanksgiving just passed in the states, and uh, Thanksgiving is the official start of uh, Christmas. Honestly, more and more recently, it seems like Halloween has become the official start of Christmas season. Yeah. But, um. To me, well, Thanksgiving I mean, is seriously the start of the Christmas season. In all, in all honesty, fucking um, yeah, August is uh, the new start. Uh, of Christmas uh, season. What's what's um, what's the 
not Labor Day. But Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. I always get Labor um, Day and Memorial Day mixed up. So uh, for this last week of November, for last week of Summer Mirror Club, we are going to be covering season. It's listed as season two, episode four. But if yeah, I remember it's, correctly, it was its own separate entity. Yeah, which is why the title is in the in the, the show open. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, uh, uh, Brits we're, love their Christmas specials. Yeah, we're we're covering um, we're covering as we mentioned, season two, episode four, uh, White Christmas. Um, three interconnected tales of technology run amok during the Christmas season are told by two men at a remote outpost in a frozen wilderness. Um, well, it's already fucking starting. Uh, episode was directed by Carl Tibbetts. What happened? Uh, oh, it's all right, buddy. She, she fell. It's okay. Go watch Mickey. Here, buddy. Here, have another cookie. Um, yeah, Dave Tibbetts, if you'll notice what else he directed. Um, he's only allowed to, to uh, direct. Oh, he's only, he's only allowed to direct episodes of Black Mirror that have the word white in the title, apparently. Yeah. Um, so he directed uh, a bunch of stuff that I don't recognize. Humans, I think I recognize. Um, Hemlock Grove, I recognize, but he directed the White Christmas episode of Black Mirror and also directed Hemlock the Grove. What, what's the Netflix? It was like an early Netflix streaming show that had um, what's Josh his Hartnett? name? In it? No, what's his name from uh, 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 The Sopranos? Uh, Sylvia, who what's, what's the uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck. There's, Hold on. He, he was in something else besides The Sopranos and Bruce Springsteen's yeah. band. Hold on. While you're looking oh. that up, um, episode again is written by Charlie Brooker. Um, Steven Vincent. Like, oh, Lily Hammer, it was called. That's what. Uh, um, I, I'm not going to go over what L- Charlie Brooker has written because I feel like we've done it six times already. Um, we'll go into the cast. Um, John Hamm, uh, as we mentioned mm. last week, uh, we were hoping. Mm. We were hope. Oh, I know. Um, uh, friend of the podcast, Rafe Spall. What's Rafe Spall in? He's in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Who is he in Shaun of the Dead? He's the kid in. Um, he's the kid in the that works with Shaun. Is he really? Yeah, I'm almost one hundred percent certain. Yeah. Good for um, him. Cousin up. of the podcast, Una Chaplin. We got a couple cousins of the, the podcast. Yeah, we have a cousin of the podcast, uh, Natalia Tina, Tena. Uh, we have Janet Montgomery. Who I recognize Rash- from something. I can't remember what exactly. I, Who, I looked Janet, it up yesterday. Janet Montgomery. Yeah, hold on. I'll tell you in a second. Um, Adam, do you know who Una Chaplin's uh, grandfather is? Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was always a fact when game. So Una Chaplin was Una Chaplin and oh. Natalia Tena. Are, are both uh, Game of Thrones alum. Um, they're just Janet both Montgomery, in early seasons. Uh, supposedly was on episodes of This Is Us, but I don't rem- remember her on this. But she's oh, you know, I did because when I was watching the episode, um, I, I was like, she looks familiar, and I looked her up, and I couldn't figure out who she was on This Is Us. Um, and we have she looks, Rasmus. What she's in a the show New Amsterdam. I also yeah, don't watch that. I know what it is, I, but I, I don't watch it. I watched me and uh, Becky watched like part of the first season. Yeah. Um, real quick to round out the cast, we have Rasmus Hardiker. Um, 
And uh, the last person I was going to throw in was Dan Lee. Um, Rasmus Hardiker looks familiar too, but I can't, I feel like when I looked him up, I didn't recognize I stopped, him. I stopped my list at Rasmus Hardiker. I'm guessing Dan Lee is the Asian man from the second, the, the, yeah. the, uh, the third yeah. segment. Oh, you know what? You know what? I recognize this guy from. He's in that really shitty James Franco movie, Your Highness. Oh, no, wait. Rasmus Hardiker is the guy from the first one. Uh, who plays, um, who plays, uh, Beth's father in the third segment. Oh, I don't know. Because uh, I love his accent. I'm guessing it might be this Ken Drury. Probably. Um, yeah, I, 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 he's got my favorite accent in the in the episode as, as Beth's father. Um, uh, continue. Did you read? Yeah, the, I, uh, I was. I was just trying to figure oh, you out did where read the synopsis. I couldn't remember huh? you reading. I couldn't remember you, you reading the synopsis. I think this Mad Elf is going to my head already. I did read the synopsis, yes. Yeah, um, I remember now. But I remember, um, I was just saying, I like. I remember Rasmus Hardiker from the shitty James Franco movie, Your Highness. He plays uh, James McBride, Danny McBride's, uh, like, James McBride. Manny, manservant Courtney. Um, wow. okay. So, yeah, Zach, this, um, this is, I think we established this is the longest episode of, no. or was... Uh, hated in the nation. It's hated in the nation. This is actually the if I, I want to say uh, third longest because um, uh, USS Callister, I believe, is longer than this. Even oh really? USS Callister is three minutes longer than this oh, okay. one. Um. So yeah, this is uh, Zach. If I'm not mistaken, this is your ranked number two episode. Let me pull up my list. Are, do you have your list to go so we could do this at the end of the show? I completely forgot we were going to be doing that. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't make the list, but I have. So there's 22 episodes. So realistically, I was thinking re- the only things that matter really are the top five to keep in spirit with the episode, and my bottom ones. So the middle, the the middle get all like. Well, I remember when I made my list before. You could have just really swapped around the. Like, the middle 10 episodes around that's and fine. It, just, it, gonna, it, it wouldn't have mattered a, i was gonna do a whole thing but that's fine we could just do the top five and bottom five that's fine uh yes this is my number two a spoiler yeah. for later on in the episode um honestly and after I, watching I don't it, remember I where pro- was uh, why what? after watching it again um probably stays there maybe maybe could i mean two and three were always kind of flip floppy and mm-hmm. still kind of flip floppy i like um but I'll, I'll I'll keep it a two for sake of conversation. Um. Yeah, I I. Um. Yeah, I uh, I remember in my previous list, I feel like I didn't have White Christmas super high on the list, but rewatching White Christmas, I um, it's now uh, spoiler, it's now made its way into my top five. Um, um, I'm, I'm going to give you my I'm going to give my top five in very much the style of how we do the top fives on the episodes. Where it's not really in a specific order, I think I do have a favorite episode. Um, uh, I think I, I, I think I do have a favorite episode, but everything I'll, else I'll, is kind I'll of do the same random. because looking at my list now, I'm thinking my number one might get shifted. So I'll give you my top five um, in no particular order because it's it's fluid at the moment. Yeah. Um, oh, right off the bat, it's liquid, John. It's liquid, not liquid, John. What does that mean? It means I don't have the money. Uh, 
I um I want to live in a weird outpost in the middle of a winter hellscape. I said, as long as I had beer and sweatpants, I'd and John totally Hamm. be down for being snowed in in this like outpost. Yeah. Um, I I think this is like the first. So, if I'm not mistaken, we've discussed it before. Ooh, the the first two seasons of the first two seasons of uh, Black Mirror were British made for the BBC or British television. I don't know if it was BBC. Um, and then after season two, Netflix picked it up and like Netflix started producing it. Um, so this is like the first episode. Uh, White Christmas is like the first episode that remember I, I said before every episode has like that one star that you recognize like Daniel Kaluuya in oh, um, are you are you insinuating that this is Netflix made because I don't think it's Netflix made you don't but really yeah he was John Hamm was over in because he had been doing some British stuff around this time so it's not out of he did that um I forget what it exactly was called, like the, the Doctor's Journal or something like that with Daniel Radcliffe, where he was John Hamm was the older version of Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, I don't know, I don't know that at all. I, I want to say because a Christmas special is very British for this kind of show. Mm. Like this is it's it's British to a T, like a a, no. a a so I think they might have benefited from him being in england at the time and were able to get him oh see the way i took it was is like that was when netflix picked it up and like they were like oh we're gonna start throwing because like we have um we have john ham in this episode um in a um uh i believe it's season three is with nosedive with with um with bryce Bryce dallas howard um san junipero um uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Mackenzie uh, something. Oh, I think the the other girl is even more famous. Uh, what's her name? Gugu Jabba Raw or something like that. That's not it. It's not. But it's not. It's. I'm not nearly as racist as as I'm sounding. <laughs> um, you're referring to. What did you say? So you got a text. I know I got a text. Um, I'm I'm clicking on San Junipero right now because I don't recognize. So I recognize the white girl because she was in. Um, oh, it's it, yeah, it's like Juju oh, Mabatha Raw. Yeah, you she were was in Loki. Around. That girl's that girl's name is Gugu Mabatha Raw. She was the um, chick that ran like that, like the the one like uh, Luke Will, Owen Wilson's boss in Loki. Oh shit, she is. You're right. She was in something else too around here, um, around this time. Um, yeah, she's been in. Oh, she was in the Cloverfield Paradox. Did you ever see that? No, the but now that you mentioned, I do remember seeing her in the trailer for it. Um, yeah, I recognize her for more stuff. She was in Concussion. Did you see Concussion? Uh, once a while ago. Yeah, she's in some stuff. The other girl, I don't know for much of anything. What do I Mackenzie, Mackenzie, what's her face? Yeah, <laughs> what a strange she, surname. Mackenzie Davis is uh, is her name. Mackenzie Davis was. Was in... she in like Shut Up and no, not Shut Up and uh, like that AMC show? Oh yeah, I know her from a bunch. Not looking at her, she I was in her. The Martian. Yeah, she was, um, she she was, was in this girl movie that, that I like with um, 
shit, what's the name of that movie? Um, it's her. Holy. No, it's her, Zach Efron, and um. Is it? Is that her? It's her, Zach Efron, Miles Teller, and Michael B. Jordan. I think it's called like that awkward moment, or yeah, that awkward moment. Um, she was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. She was in The Martian. She was in. Um, more recently, she was in the, the fucking. She was in some Terminator bullshit. Wasn't she in the Halt and Catch Fire? It's the name of the show, the AMC show. Yeah, she was on Halt and Catch Fire. Um, okay, so they're both equally. They both have their their shit. Let's not let's not diminish one over the other. Um, okay, back to what we were talking about originally. Though, it's like the uh, celebrities, like the, the yeah. big names. Yeah, that's that's what I took it as. Was like this is where Netflix picked it up. So Netflix. No, no, okay. I was going like through American. John Hams. I'm trying to find. Um, John Hams. Uh, uh, oh yeah, in so this was 2014. Um, in 2012 and 13, he was in a Young Doctor's Notebook with him, and he played a the older version of Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, okay. So they might have just caught him in England. Yeah, he played older Harry Potter. Um, Dad. Benny. But yeah. Uh, so back what? to back oh, to yeah. uh, White here, Christmas. Dad. Uh, overall, I just here, like the overall. Uh, not he's not here, Adam. He's not here. Who's not here, John uh, Ham? Uh, John Ham's not here. Um, so overall, this is probably well, not probably. I mean, borderline because we did do a whole episode. Leading up to a guy fucking a pig on television. Yeah. Every bit of every bit of each of these stories is dark. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it gets progressively darker. Um. But just overall, it's a it's a, every bit of the stories that these two guys tell each other are 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 fucked in some way. Yeah, it's funny because like I um I have a note. Um, we'll get to it eventually. Um, I have a note that I, I I hadn't read the synopsis until I just read it uh, for this episode, and um, I, my note literally just is like, man, this is like three ep- like three fun yeah, stories yeah. in one, and that's exactly yeah, what the fucking yeah, synopsis yeah. Of, the, of the episode um, is. Which is they they revisit this kind of. I think they. I wish they would do more of this because they revisit this in um, Black Museum. Uh huh. That kind of storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I like the same, like uh, I, I've mentioned on the, the the podcast in various movies. I like world building. I like, yeah. um, and like these stories give a chance to dive into various, not even not not even necessarily new technologies because some of the technologies that we see in this are just variations on technologies we had seen in earlier seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, seasons is season two, but like. The eye camera is basically just a very like a variation on on the um, um the technology from uh what's the the, the the what's the the episode Ben hot dog what the fuck are you talking about go away uh Archangel the, no not Archangel um oh um the, the history of us the history of you I think history of you. Yeah. Uh, it's basically just a variation on that technology, but it shows different 
and then the um, the, uh, uh, the technology of the second one is basically a variation on things we see in um, uh, Shut Up and Dance. Yeah. Um, not Shut Up and Dance, Hang the DJ. Yeah. Um, and uh, other things, but it's variations and different applications of the technologies that they're creating, which I find interesting. And like these stories give you an opportunity to see um, different ways these technologies could be used um, in this world that they've created. And I, I, I like that. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. I was just fixing my notes. Um, my, I have two notes that are basically just um, lines that John Hamm says that I like. Um he he's trying to get this guy to talk to him um and uh he he says there's a conversational drought and that his ears need water and i was like that's kind of that's i mean i i would i would fuck john ham if he said that to me um but uh i would i would fuck john ham if he said most things to me um uh, i would fuck john ham if he said please don't fuck me yeah <laughs> Um, the other line I have that John Hamm says, uh, uh, the guy, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the the, the Raph, Rafe, Rafe, I'm going to say Rafe, Rafe says, um, it's a job, not a jail. And um, John Hamm responds with often one and the same. Um, yes, that is a thing that happens. I'm sorry, I was looking at a note and trying to remember where it comes up. Uh, it has not come up yet. Um what do you, what do you think he's drinking in that neat little glass he's drinking in? Um, I would assume it was like some sort of um, like wine. I don't think so. It looks like it's a liquor bottle. It doesn't maybe look like, like a, a brandy bottle. or something. That's what I when, when as I was saying the sentence. What do you think he's drinking? My mind immediately it was answering brandy. Yeah, except that brandy's like a, a good like like you, you need to warm yourself up in a cold cabin. Yeah, I feel a like snifter I, of brandy. I, I, I just I was actually just recently I saw like a, a little bit of Titanic and um they're talking about how like it's being cold and like let's warm up with a spot of brandy or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um there's some there's something very classic, Zach. It's it's a it's a look that I often go for if I have to dress up. Um it's a very classic look of a white shirt and a black tie. Um I usually don't pair it with a with a with a gray jacket. I usually go black jacket, but um there's you know, something... I don't own a jacket. Or a suit? Um, I do, but like I don't, I don't care for it. Like I, I, I very much want to be, um, I very much want to be custom fitted for a suit. Yeah, that's um, the dream, right? Yeah. Um, and nothing fancy. Like again, I'm a very, I'm a very basic person. Like my idea of like perfect suit is black, black suit, black tie, white shirt, black shoes, black belt. Um, I do like the, like, I don't, I wouldn't wear it and it's not fashionable, but I do like the idea of like the one color shirt with the white collar, like an, like a different. Oh color. yeah. I don't, I don't care for that. They, in it's fact, very, Harry, Harry's putting one of those on and when, yeah, when he's that's why, looking at his outfit. Yes, um, that's why I'm, I'm the reason out. I don't like those it's, shirts. It's very eighties stock market. Yeah. The reason I don't like those shirts is because every time I've ever put one on, the cuff is a French cuff, and you need cufflinks for them. Mm. And I don't care for having to worry about cufflinks. Fucking French. Uh, yeah. Um, is like, have you ever been to a bar that's considered a singles bar? 
I don't even tell you where to find one. Yeah, like I don't like I don't in my mind like there's like I guess maybe it's like a British thing. Um, there's a lot of things like in this, so I'm not sure another... if it's British or or that's another thing. Like there's some things in here. I'm not sure if it's British, a British thing. Like um, uh, where where's the first one? I uh, the way they pronounce urine. Um, oh, someone said uh, something about pulling a face. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, I was like, is that British terminology or just uncommon English technology? Like, uh, yeah. It's like I've never heard pulling a face. Uh, but again, um, you were saying. But yeah, I th- I feel like I in, in another episode of Black Mirror, um, I heard someone like refer to like a singles bar. Um, in my mind, like in like bars. I feel like there's like, bars in America like have singles nights. Maybe. Yeah, but like I feel like every bar is a singles bar, really. Like every bar is a singles bar, but every bar is also like a couples bar. Like it's just people people of all sort people of all relationship statuses go to bars. So, um, but a, a bar specifically like a singles bar would seem like it would kind of be like a bad time. Um, a very I don't desperate know. time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it'd be like it'd be a lot of I don't know. I just feel like it would be very uncomfortable. <clears throat> um. Zach, Adam, we're, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this. Have you ever been to a party? Have you ever showed up at a party that you weren't invited to? Like a <coughs> like a formal party, like an office party, or just any party? Like even like even like a college party. Well, we'll start with we'll start with college party and work our way up. Uh, yes. But only because I was looking for someone, and I didn't really, I didn't stay. Like, but I definitely was at this party for a brief time, and no one there knew who I was, aside from this person you were looking for. Yeah. Did um, you end up finding them? No, because when I went back to my apartment, see, the, the party was happening in my apartment complex, but like on a different part of my apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got back to my apartment, they were there looking for me. Who do you do you do you mind uh, voicing who you were looking for? No. Was it Sam Bai? No, it was uh, it was a uh, a lady. It was someone that's not my wife, and I'm uh, married to my wife. It was a lady. Um, Zach, if you for all of our listeners who aren't aware, Zach didn't live a life at all before he met Becky. Um, have you ever crashed anything like anything like an office party or like a wedding or anything? No, like but that? it's more like brilliant office parties. Yeah, because it's it's pr- probably open bar. Yeah, um, it's, uh, no one's thinking that someone's gonna be crashing the office party. Yeah, it's it's Portland pretty, Brewer. it's pretty g and like really like they like I mean he he kind of has an unfair advantage because he has John Ham like super looking up people's like Facebook information and shit, mm-hmm. but like um like they talk about it in wedding practice. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, how how are you related? It's like, oh, we're aunt, we're 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 Uncle Jerry's kids, or something like that. Like, like if in a big in a big enough office, you could bullshit like, oh, I'm friends with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but like in a small like, you know, like if you had like, yeah, like, like ten people like, in your office and you show up, you're like, oh, I'm like it wouldn't person, work. You just holler across the room. It wouldn't work at like hospitals like we've worked in because they tend to be. Individual units throw their own. Yeah, but they couldn't show up to an ICU party 
pretending like I'm like a nursing, like like a like a unit clerk or something. Yeah, it's it's very like I feel like it 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 have to be like a um like a big multi floor office. Like you said, hospitals are very close knit. Um, like a small office is very close to it. It would have to be like a big, like faceless corporation. Yeah, like I was just watching the finale of The Office today, and they were all like in each other's weddings and stuff like that. They're super. You can't just show up and be like, yeah, you can't just show up and be like, oh, I'm 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 friends with Jim because Jim's probably standing ten feet from you and can confirm that. Um, I don't think I've ever crashed a party. Um, I I don't I I've I've been to parties that I did not want to be at, but. I've I every party I, th- I don't think I've ever been to a party where I wasn't specifically like where I wasn't like someone was like oh yeah come by um, I'll tell you a story about a party that I really didn't want to be at um, I was hanging out with some friends of mine and one of their friends said hey I'm having this party you should come by so we all did and we walked in it was in like a sketchy neighborhood we walked into the party and we were there for five minutes and somebody asked if they could buy cocaine off of us. And we were like, nah. And Why then did you want to sell those people the cocaine? That, huh? Why did you not want to sell the cocaine that you were that you had on you? Uh, at that time, I didn't been... have cocaine on me. Zach. It was my early days where I didn't Oh, had you cocaine. already sold the cocaine? Yeah, I'd already sold the cocaine. It was late in the night. Um, but um, Sorry, bud. Fresh out of cocaine. Sorry, bud. You should have caught me 10 minutes ago. I sold it to a guy as I was walking in the front door. Um, yeah, some guy asked to buy cocaine off of us, and uh, we were like, no, the we way, don't have any. The way you make bags. it sound, because I'm sure what he said was, hey, you got any coke? But when when you say a guy asked to buy cocaine off of us, makes it sound like he's like, hello, may I please buy cocaine from you? Yeah, it, it was it was uncomfortable, to say the least, So so we left. But I've never crashed a party. Um, I, and I, honestly, I don't. Um, I don't really ever like feel the need to because I hate people. Right. Um, people like, like I barely want to go to parties that I'm invited to, let alone parties that I wasn't invited to. Um, Zach, Adam. do you have do you have an icebreaker? God, fuck, I hate, no, I don't, no, because I don't, like, I'm not talking, I'm not like, hey, I should go talk to this person, ever, Yeah. ever, I'm never, like, like, here's my icebreaker, hey, hey. Um, I was, I was discussing with, uh, with friend of the podcast, Matt. No, um, no, no fucking friend of mine. No friend of mine. Um, Zach kind of blew up my spot last week. Um, oh, I, I, I started blowing up my spot and then Zach really blew up my spot last week. Um, I mentioned that I was using, uh, Bumble. Using cocaine. Uh, I, um, I, I was joking with Matt the one time, like, I'll just say random things at work and I'll be like, that's going to be my new opening line for, for Bumble. I can't remember what the most recent one was, but we, um, a couple weeks ago when we, when I posted the episode late, it was because I was sick. Um, and I decided that my new opening line for Bumble was going to be um, whenever they messaged me, I was just going to message them as if I was calling out from work. Okay. And just see how that worked. Um, wait, wait, wait. Can, can we, can we uh, do a role play here? Because I'm curious. As I'm, I'm interested to see how this would play out. So can I play 
uh, Bumble Girl number one, and you play yourself. Yeah, go ahead. You start. Because on Bumble, the girl has to message first. So go ahead. Hey, uh, how, are, how are you doing? Hey, sorry. Um, something came up, and I'm going to have to call out tonight. Um, I'm real sorry. I know we're, we're busy. But, um, but yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll most likely be in tomorrow, but uh, I got to call out tonight. My bad. Uh, can you repeat what you just said? I couldn't hear anything you were saying over my panties dropping. Yeah, I know. The sound uh, of them hitting sound- the floor was so deafening. That sounds like a ridiculously stupid idea. Like, I don't. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically a lot of times, a lot of the things that uh, me and Matt have come up with as opening lines are basically like, um, there's a comedian who has this philosophy where at a certain point in his set, he'll say something that will absolutely make the crowd hate him. So he then has to dig himself out of that ditch. So basically, yeah. that's, what, that's what these opening lines that we were coming up with were. We're basically just self sabotage. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go with the calling up work thing. Uh, you, you did remind me. And you had mentioned stand-up comedians. You remind me of uh, Dimitri Martin's joke, where he said a good way to start a conversation is to ask somebody, uh, "What's your favorite color?" This is Dimitri Martin, I think. Yeah, and he's like a, a good way to stop a conversation is to say, "What's your favorite color person?" Right. <laughs> I've seen that a lot where people were like, hey man, what's your favorite color? People. Somebody else, what's your favorite color? <laughs> um never seen that movie. No. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I, I was saying like I don't really have um I don't really have an ice like my icebreaker is, is more like, hey, how's it going? Or like um or maybe it's uh usually actually actually now that I'm thinking about it, like I'm trying to think about like the last time Oh, I don't even know, dude. Oh, like something happened the other day where somebody didn't say something to me. And it was a relief because, oh, fuck, what was it? Because I remember saying to my wife, I was like, I'm glad they didn't say this. Because it's like fucking like freshman orientation icebreaker level bullshit that like I hate. I fucking can't remember what it was. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like the last time I talked to somebody... Um. Uh, my my opening my 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 opening not like my opening line but like my my opening motif is just very like uh, is usually um, joking about my alcoholism. Right. It's all it's, <laughs> because, it's, a, good, it's uh, a good one because it's funny and also you're up front so there's no surprises. Yeah, about it. Um. Actually, you know what it was? Uh, as at my buddy at my buddy's wedding. Um, I was kind of flirting with one of the bridesmaids, and um, she. If I need to hear about Rob's, I I didn't mention his name. It could have been any friend, Zach. It could have been any friend. I know, but I know, I know what weddings you go to. I um. So yeah, I was I was flirting with the one bridesmaid, and we the ceremony was done. We were walking out of the 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 hall where the ceremony was into the room where they were quarantining us to take photos. And she was like, all right, shit, like, I really need a drink. And I just happened to be, you know, I was at a wedding and I was a groomsman. So I had a, a flask of whiskey in my pocket. So I whipped out the flask and handed it to her and she got very excited. Um, but then didn't drink any of it, um, but then drank some of it later. Um, but yeah, so usually, I, I, feel like a, a, I feel like a good icebreaker is something like self-deprecating. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to need a few minutes to recover from that up and down of that story. 
Yeah, I know. We'll, I, we'll move on. When she didn't drink it from it, I was like, <gasps> but then, yeah, I know. then she <laughs> it was it was a nail biter. You were on the edge of your seat. Um fell off my seat. John Hamm's bullshit psychology is super intriguing. What do you mean? Like, I would like to see John Hamm's bullshit psychology in like ap- applied to real world situations. Like not something that's written like i always see videos on like facebook where it's like oh man can you believe that he overcame this i'm like and it's like a clip from a movie i'm like yeah i can believe it because that's how the writers wrote it like i would i would like to see like a hidden camera show of people using john ham's tactics well there was that show on vh1 uh Remember, it was like a like the the dating guru with like a big old top hat. He wore like a. No. <laughs> I'm gonna find a picture of this guy. Um, I think his name was like question mark or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Um, dating guru, VH1, video hits one for those who aren't familiar. Show. <laughs> the pickup artist. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna send you. <laughs> Uh, the first picture he's wearing the hat. Like, yeah, I have like no it's, it's, it's very, it's very comforting when like this thing that you've like put in your head about somebody isn't just like fucking just isn't your mind. just made up. You're you're actually yeah. you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, like when you're like you know the guy with the big old goofy hat, and then like you look him up in every picture he's wearing the, the big, big old goofy, goofy hat. hat. <laughs> all right, let me see this. No, I don't remember this at all, but I really wish I did because they look like <coughs> extras for a Chris Angel bit. They, the show, the, the gist of the show is basically exactly what you're talking about. Like they would coach these schlubs on how to pick up girls, and then like they would go to a bar and like film the guys trying out the techniques that the uh, that the, the uh, top hat McGee had taught them. Well, now I might have to start watching the show. It's long gone, Adam. You're gonna have to. Oh, I'll find it. Oh, you'll find it. Um, I know you will. This um this episode has um for each of the three segments of this episode, there is a um a very attractive girl for each of them. Um, Tonks is. I, I've always found uh the Tonks. actress. Uh, <laughs> I tell her Verder. She's her, she plays Tonks in Harry Potter, so she's Tonks to me. I talked about this before. If I can't remember an actor or actress's name, I refer to them as the role that I remember them as. What's so her name? I'm again? To, see, I can't remember his name right now, so I was going to call him Dr. Doback. Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. I refer to Richard Jenkins as Dr. Doback because I can't remember Richard Jenkins no, off please. the top of my head. Please, don't, you don't have to call me Dr. Doback. Doback, yeah. So um, I can't remember her name, so I call her Tongues. What, what was her name in um, Game of Thrones? Oh, I don't fucking know, dude. Wildling number six. No, she was like she wasn't just some random. No, I know, but like I don't remember her name. Like I, I, I don't. Spoiler: I barely... Ramsey kills her, right? Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. Like he, um, she's like he... trying to like fake seduce him. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's what happens. Uh, oh, she was in Mandalorian. Osha. Oh uh, yeah, Osha, Asha. I think her, Asha was there, probably. Yeah, um, but she's very dark and mysterious. My, my, and very uh, attractive. my Valerian. Yeah, your your old Valerian my is Valerian. Uh, my Valerian pronunciations are are rusty. Then, 
Um, it's at this point of John Hamm telling the story that the bird clock pops up. Um, and this, this is where, this is where the whole situation gets interesting to me. Um, because at the end of the episode, you realize that they're in, they're in the dad's cottage's kitchen. Yeah. But I think it's like slowly becomes that. It slowly becomes it. Yeah. But that's like. Like so, the, this is like the first thing he notices is this bird box, and it's super interesting. Like how they slowly start bleeding in things from the real world to kind of put him into that scene again, so they can get his, the confession out of him. Hey, Adam. What? Ask me. Ask me what time it is. What time is it, Zach? It's a quarter past bird. It's a quarter past bird. Um. Um. Not knowing what's coming up. In the episode, um, it sounds innocent, like she's good to quit her job. Oh, yeah, I have, I have a. My next note is that given what I, given at this point, I hadn't seen, I'd like seen again what happens, but given what I remember about the segment at that point, but uh, they do a pretty good job of, of, um, like not, in, like not insinuating that she's yeah. going to kill herself, but no, it's like it's kind of like Fight Club. Um, I know we're not supposed yeah. to talk about it, but um, you're gonna get us kicked off the air. Huh? I know. I'm sorry. I don't know if I mentioned. I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I watched. It took me three days to watch Fight Club recently. I don't know why. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much like Fight Club, where like, oh, now that you know the secret, um, now that you know what's going to happen, everything kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, I found it necessary to quote Bane for that note. I wrote, "Not knowing what's coming, it sounds innocent, like she's going to quit her job." But we are initiated. <laughs> Don't know why. You I, love, I love all of Bane's lines. <laughs> I wish he was in a better movie. Yeah. Because he is... He's badass. Yeah, he is. It's I don't just know why, everything, like... everything around him kind of didn't hold up. Even like the choice of like and people, people. I think people knock it, um, but Are I think the, the choice to hold on to his coat the way he does. Is that what you're no, because that's the, I, like the, so fucking subtly like badass the way he just holds on to like the he's he holds on to his vest. Love it. But okay, yeah. what were you say? I was gonna say um, I, I really really like the choice of the accent that he went with. Because the accent doesn't look like it fits that body. Mm. Um, it, look, it, it kind to of be honest makes, with you, the, it makes the it voice more he does, I can't picture the body that the voice he does fits into. Like, not a big know. hulking dude. That's what I mean. I don't think anybody. I like. I can't think of anybody that would sound like that when they talk. Yeah, a but posh still. British man. Like I said a second ago, um, you know, every not knowing, not knowing what's coming, everything sounds very innocent. But knowing what's coming, it's very sad for, for Harry. What like it's a, uh, uh, to go into literary terms, I believe it's referred to as situational irony, where the character doesn't know something that the viewer does. But at this point, we don't know. Well, I mean, I mean th- that the situational irony I'm specifically referring to, um is when he she comes back from the bathroom and he it, it appears that he's talking to himself but he's talking to John Ham. Uh um so it 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 again knowing what we know 
it it very it looks very much to her that he's as crazy as she is. Um, uh, I wish I had more situations where I could use the phrase "come back to mind." Oh, I have a note. Uh, is that again? Is that a British thing? I've heard it a couple times in Black Mirror. Um, um, yeah, come back to mind. I really, I really like the wording of that. Of the, of the, you want to come back to mind, like in the history of the, the history of you. Um, they, um, the guy, the main guy, invites the ex-boyfriend back to their place, and he says, "Come back to ours." Mm. Same thing, because it's, it's the the house that the couple has. Um, but um, I really like that, that that wording of like, "Hey, do you want to come back to mine for you know for a drink or something like that?" Mm, um, spot of tea. Yeah, spot of tea. Spot of tea. Spot of me. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, when Rafe asked John Ham if he like watched him, if he watched through the guy's eye when he came, when he goes back to the house, but when he goes back to the house with the girls um, and John's like, John Ham's like, no, I didn't watch. He's like, what do you take me for? And then like, it cuts to John Ham and he's staring at the TV. Like he's staring at the computer screen, like not blinking. Right. It makes me laugh. Um, I want a kooky British apartment. Uh, well, uh, careful, Adam. You might give the wrong impression because yeah. uh, interesting decor indicates sexual adventurousness. Yeah. I don't have interesting decor. I have um, some interesting decor. I have a bell jar with uh, um, coffee flavored candy in it. It sounds like a like a line in an old timey like a twenties. Yeah, it has, it has. <laughs> like a twenties song. Yeah. I've got a bell jar. I've got a bell jar with candy. You can hear it like with the you can hear the record scratching from the old phonograph. Yeah. Um, I don't remember why it said, but one come of them over says, to mine. I've got a bell jar with coffee flavored candies. Exactly. Um, I don't remember why or who says it, but someone says nothing is too real. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the the, the triple X neon sign. It's rad. Um, I think what's wrong with the, with the world is that there aren't enough like cool neon signs in people's rooms. Um, did you think about starting like a PSA or something? Yeah. What do you think the drink is? That's probably, you know what I I thought, but it, the, the reaction time isn't quick enough. Um, is, uh, is is not quick enough? The reaction time is not quick enough. For to be what I originally like, my instinct toy is it like, uh, like Drano? Maybe I mean, no, Drano's like you, you. I don't think you get like you don't get conversation after you drink Drano. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's like it's like you drink Drano and then like you're dead. Yeah. Um, it's it's fucking it's like it's heartbreaking. Um. Like she and like she has a funnel at the ready. Like I, I my note is like she had a fucking funnel. Yeah, I said it's it's fucked. Um, I love the reveal of like that John Hamm has a family. It's um, very Mad Menish. Like yeah. the first episode of Mad Men, where like he sleeps with a woman and then he goes home and like he's got like a wife and family. Yeah, he just um, he's just drawn to those roles. Always clean up after your kids, or else your wife will catch you. Coaching guys on how to fuck girls. Um, the idea of blocking someone seems interesting. Uh, yeah, let's get into this. Because 
Um, I feel like it would get overused, though. Yes, it would. My question is twofold. Uh, because uh, I don't know if I want to save the first part of it for the end because it more is closely tied to the end. Uh, what happens to John Ham at the end? But I, uh, I'll save it. But this part, I don't know. Like when I'm seeing, like when I when I saw this in the the episode, and was reminded of of this aspect of this theoretical technology, it made me wonder. Not if it's possible, because again, we're talking about theoretical technology, mm-hmm. but would it be made available? Would this be a feature that every person would have access to? Because the just, just without even like thinking too hard about it, the immediate thought is the um, applications that could be abused. Like the, like the, like thing, like you shouldn't be able to, I mean, there's certain people you should be able to block out of your life, but there are certain people that you should not. I mean, they get into it a little bit later when, uh, in the, in the, the third segment, when he talks about getting blocked and then like it becomes legally, Binding, like yeah, it basically becomes like a restraining order. But like, like there's you shouldn't be able to just disconnect a person from your. I, like I don't know, like like given I'd say like you are like basically what? almost what happens in this episode, but I mean it's. Really I think bad. I think what you're getting at is you shouldn't like without legal. Without legal standing, you shouldn't be able to shut out a dad from his parent from his children. Right, like it's, it's later in the episode proven to not be the case of what is happening, but we're led to believe that is what's happening, and there's nothing to stop it from happening. Yeah, like in you that know, situation, like in the third segment situation, it's a legally binding. It's basically a restraining order. But John Hamm mentions that um, it happened to him as well, and he doesn't say anything about like a legal thing or anything uh, like that. I think I feel like he might because uh, I don't remember specific like lines. I don't remember the, but like I feel like I got the impression that because remember, as far as we know, at that point he just got divorced, but in real life. Well, not real life, but outside of this cabin, he's actually under arrest. Yeah. So it, it, I, be, I I feel like there was some indication that he had the similar situation where it was legally enforced. Yeah. Because of the crimes he had committed. Um. But yeah, I don't know that this would be an available feature. Like, if it honestly, like, in all fairness, like, it would be, like, what would end up happening is, like, you'd be, like, a kid would get pissed off at their teacher and block their teacher or, like, like, something stupid like that. You know what I mean? Like, or a kid would, like, block their parents or, like, can I block my kids? Like, if my kids are being, like, if Ben is fucking screaming for hot dogs during the podcast, can we block them? Um, He didn't even want a hot dog. He just wanted the word to be out there. He wanted us to be aware of 
He just wanted to say the word hot dog. He just wanted us to be aware of the concept of hot dogs. Um, yeah, the, the, the opportunities for abuse are, are far enough reaching that I don't know that this would be a now, now featuring blocking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Zach, let me ask you a question because this is like the third time I've watched this episode in like two months. Um, or the past month, I should say. And I can't figure out what it is. What is the door slam? What do you mean? Oh, when he hears the... When he uh, hears the loud noise. What is the loud noise? Oh, yeah, because I don't even... I don't know. because It's never it's never addressed again. So, so I had forgotten about it, but let me think. Um, what is the door slam? Is it him slamming the door leaving after killing the... Maybe... It's maybe they're that. like maybe they're maybe like not only are they subtly bleeding in the environment into his conscious, but they're also like bleeding in the events of what happened. I could see that. Or my only thought was it's either because I'm sure that that door slam sound effect exact one is used somewhere else in the episode. Probably. So my guess is either him leaving after killing the grandfather or her. I forget. Does she? No. Is it? It's either him slamming the door to leave. It might be this because I feel like there's a little bit of focus on when he slams the door leaving after he gets blocked. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I had like I, I literally. Had not thought about it because again, it, it happens and then it isn't touched on uh, specifically. Again, um, yeah. it's it's at this point where we kind of go into the the second segment of the episode. Um, John Ham explaining what he did for a living, not what he did for a hobby. Um, um, and we uh, we see Una Chaplin sitting in a hospital bed, and she gets brought toast which she says is overdone but then you look at it and it's and it's like it's in my opinion that's perfectly done toast that she is presented with but then you find out that she likes her toast slightly underdone um i don't know if i'm on board with having a conscious version of myself ripped out of my head um and then running my life well here's the thing um as as we understand the, as the viewer the technology where it's literally a. I wonder how much she knows about the consciousness of the thing that's running her life. Yeah, I don't know, but here's here's the thing that bugs me about this segment. Um, it's not like someone held. It's not like someone held Una Chaplin at gunpoint and was like, "Hey, we're going to create a, an assistant who is your consciousness." Una Chaplin decided to do that. Right. So realistically, don't you? The consciousness should know. Her consciousness should be aware of what's happening already. Well, the way they they uh, explain how it works is that it's it's created like they put the thing in her head, and then the thing creates the consciousness through shadowing. Yeah. So in that sense the thing wasn't there for the decision to do this? Maybe? 
she wasn't there for the decision to do it, but she was there for everything leading up to it. Like again, she was there I for. Wonder, I have to go to the car and go I wonder to the, the, how the much, doctor to have the cookie removed. I wonder how much the technology is understood by those using it uh, uh, indirectly. Like, yeah. like I I know John Hammond knows how this works. But how much of an understanding does Una Chaplin have about? That's true. Uh, so yeah, she might know that she's getting an assistant and she needs to put this thing in her head. But how much does she understand about the fact that it's creating a duplicate copy of her consciousness? Maybe she just thinks it. It's just it's just ones and zeros that learn. Which uh, theoretically, it's what it is. That's what it is. But she just thinks of it as you know computer code. She doesn't think yeah. of it as her mind and her consciousness duplicated. Yeah. We don't see um, the selling part of it. Uh, I said before when I was talking about uh, tongues being attractive, Una Chaplin is the attractive female in this segment. Um, Una Chaplin played uh, Telly? Telia? Talia? Something. Something with a T in Game of Thrones. She, play, she played Rob Stark's wife. Um... um I love John Hamm eating the toast while he's torturing the. But that toast is is more than slightly underdone. That's the crunchiest ass toast yeah. I've ever heard in my entire life. It's, um, it's crazy because it's super crunchy, but looks like it's not cooked at all. Yeah, but yeah, it sounds like it's been in the toaster for a day. When she's still in the hospital before she gets that thing done, they bring her breakfast. And then like 10 seconds later, they come into, into the procedure. Yeah. Like they, even if she the toast was fine, she would not have had enough time to. No, not at all. Um, I love that the name of the company is Smart Intelligence. <laughs> is it? I didn't even pay attention yeah, to that. Because I, 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 I'm, I, work with, I work for Smart Intelligence, he tells the... Uh, mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would hate, I'd hate to run my life. You know what I mean? Uh, like, well, I mean, like, no, I, I, mean, like, I would like, like myself to run my life. She's got appointments and hair appointments and lunches yeah. and art viewings and shit. I got nothing going on, dude. I got sleep and work and that's about it. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, a couple nitpicky questions I have about this segment. Um, cause overall this segment is it's something they touch on? I feel like I can't think of specifically the other instances, but the the idea of these consciousnesses that they can duplicate. Oh, uh, USS Callister is is this is basically the the driving force of that episode? Is that these oh yeah, simulated consciousnesses are basically the person. Mm-hmm. Like you're basically doing this to the person without doing it to the person. Yeah. So the whole concept is fucked. Like that, this, yeah, this consciousness per- is just left in for for months, and then has to basically uh, fix her hair so she can work a control panel. Um, but uh, a couple of nitpicky things. So, who puts the bread in the toaster? Uh, that I don't know. It would have because to be the one, physical Una Chaplin. Yeah, it's one thing to set a toaster to a certain level, but the bread unless, needs to like, get you know, in there. like, so there's people, like people, um, 
like they're like the if you get like a like a Mr. Coffee, like a drip coffee pot, you could like before you go to bed put your water and your grounds in it and then set an alarm on the coffee pot and that like six o'clock the next morning your coffee will automatically start making. So maybe it's kind of like that where like it's like in the at night before Una Chaplin goes to bed, she preloads the toaster with bread and then egg Una Chaplin like starts cooking it at the exact time it needs to be done when she wakes up which i'm sure is the answer but this system seems to uh off like seems to advertise a certain level of autonomy for like not autonomy what's the word i'm autom- what's that what's the word uh automation automation where you shouldn't have to remember to put your bread in your toaster before you go to bed yeah, like it should just automatically do it for you. Yeah. Um, and another nitpicky thing. So when they give her a body, the the the, the cookie a body. Yeah. Um, they why go to the trouble of clothing her, but not giving her shoes? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Like, I, I, like, I don't know myself. why I was. I I don't know why I I, I hyper focused on that when I was like, why is she barefoot? Like what? Like there's no there's no reason to make her barefoot yeah um uh so she sees herself napping you know what i thought was interesting now that you're mentioning the clothes um did you notice anything particular about physical una chaplin and cookie una chaplin uh no anytime you see anytime you see physical una chaplin in the episode she's wearing white um, but her cookie wears black. I'm curious as to why, because very, very no, nothing nothing is done accidentally in movies and TVs, TV shows, uh, especially this fucking TV show. His head. Huh? So some things are like when that stormtrooper bumps his head. Yeah, but then that becomes fun, and they just leave it in. But like. Like things aren't like they don't like people. Like choices I'm are sure, very deliberate. I'm sure. I mean, it, outside of any thematic deep thing, like it could, it's could simply just be like I get like that kind of thing is simple enough to just be like a stylistic choice. Yeah. To differentiate between the the cookie, the two, yeah. uh, not that you would get to confuse when you see the cookie in like a white room with the panel, but still, like. Yeah, like, this girl wears this. This, this one. Um, uh, I like how she fixes her hair when she's like, uh, which when they come back after six months, her hair is all a mess. She's got a hole in her sleeve and stuff like that, and then she's back at the panel the next scene, and her hair is yeah. all. Fixed. I was like, I was like, I, I wanted to see the, the where she like actively fixes her hair. Yeah, um, gives herself presentable for work. Um. I don't, uh, I don't have any more notes about this segment. If you're ready to get into the third, yeah, segment. I say we we get on to the the sixth seg- the the third segment. I'm sorry, the number six is in my next note. Um, we're on the the third segment where Rafe is telling um the story of how he ended. Uh, uh, so basically, telling the story of how he ended up at the at the outpost. Um, we see them. We see them doing karaoke. And the song that Beth sings is used like six times throughout this. Yeah, I think I feel this. I I brought this song up in an earlier episode. Um, 
and I couldn't remember what it was called, and you didn't know what I was talking about in this specific instance. I was trying to bring it up. But yeah, this is the this is this is the second instance of the song, I think. Yeah, say because it's the song that the girl sings in fifteen million merits. credits or merits, whatever the fuck it's called. It's the um, song she auditions with as a thing. Um, Beth sings it here. It's used again somewhere that I can't remember. Um, but it's used also in um, Man on Fire. Um, uh, the name of the song is Anyone Who Knows What Love Is. Sure. You can hear, hear a little bit there. As I, yeah. Copyright that complaint. Um, by Irma Thomas. Uh, it's called Anyone Who Knows What Love Is. Hold on, there's a parenthesis that has taken a while to scroll. Uh, we'll understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's used. It's used a lot throughout the. Um, it's used a lot throughout the the series, and I'm I'm, I'm very I'd be very interested to, um, to figure out why. Um, like what? Why that song specifically? Yeah. Um. Another thing that's used. My a guess. Lot can I? The, can I? Can I give you my guess? Uh, it wasn't the intention when they did 15 million merits to make it a song that would span like throughout the universe. Mm-hmm. They landed on a song that uh, they liked, and then the idea came up afterwards like, hey, what if we use? Yeah, because other than that, there's not a lot of uh, instances of, of specific music. Not not specific music, but specific visuals. Um, in this episode, we see um, when uh, spoilers when Rafe's character finds out that Beth's character or Beth, that Beth has died, he's flipping through the channels, and at one point he flips, and one of the things he lands on is an interview of um, I can't remember the actress's name who plays the bad guy in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, for uh, uh, oh the girl, the ghost girl. Yeah, one of one of my top five favorite movie villains. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember the actress's name, but there's but she's she's the she's the success story in Fifteen Million Merits. Oh, um, and there's a in the, the when he's flipping through the thing, it's an interview of her from that you see initially in that episode is on the TV, um. Honestly, if I'm not mistaken, when he's flipping through the TV, um, the t- the talk show that Waldo is uh, a character on is one of the things that pops up as well. I was like, oh, um, okay. Hannah John Kamen. Sure. Uh, she, she, huh, I didn't even realize it was a, you know who she, like, without, like uh, I, fun I, fact, she's also she, in another episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, she's in Playtest, which is not. Yes, yeah. not an episode I care to talk about. Which I I I hate that I don't like Playtest because I like what's his name. I like Playtest. Playtest is probably in my top no. five. Nah, it's in my bottom five, I think. Really? Um, but what's his name? The guy from uh, I call him I call him uh, not Captain America because he's uh, it's Wyatt Russell. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because he's he's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, I knew. I just I, I just I, see, see, I can't remember his name, so I call him not Captain America because he's not Captain America. In 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, how does a bison snore? Carefully. Carefully. Um, I don't know what's, why. What's, what, what's, what's the joke, though? How does something something with a the punchline is carefully? Oh, I don't remember. Fuck. You know what I'm talking about? You, like, in yeah, the I know, I know what you're talking about, mind. but I can't yeah. think of it. Um, the the visual of a pregnancy test in a can of su- in an empty can of soup is very off putting to me. <laughs> it's life, Adam. Life. That's life. Um, I just have I just have a note that says Beth is attractive. Um, See, so here's here's an issue I have with blocking people. Um, blocking people, all it does is makes it so that person can't talk to you or you or they can't see you. Yeah, but. It doesn't do anything else. Like, well, no, he, when he, you, when she blocks a can of soup, huh? If you try to throw a can of soup, it blocks a can of soup. I mean, um, he wouldn't because, like, no, he, no, it wouldn't. He he gets blocked and he whips a vase across the room and like she reacts to it like she's gonna like, and then later on like he's stalking her and sees her and like kind of like grabs her and was like tell like like screaming at her to unblock him, so he can physically harm her. Yeah, it's more just like I don't want to talk to you. Wanna... It's yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, can you and uh, can you block just random people? I don't know. Yeah, like like can I just be like sitting in a can I just be like sitting in a restaurant and just like there be somebody across the room who I'm never you know what meet? that would be that, that would guy. be how the technology would be sold as like if it were to be a feature. That's how mm-hmm. I feel like it initially would be sold like. Hey, you ever you ever be sitting on the bus and this guy uh, is rambling on and just bothering everybody on the bus? Well, now you have the opportunity to not even be able to to hear him or like that's how I feel like that's how the technology would be sold initially. Um, yeah, I have a, I had a, yeah because I'm curious because how official blocking is because I have a note like when he sees her. And she's pregnant, and he like runs up and like gets in her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, "What if, like, imagine the scenario where that's not her, and this is just how he finds out that some random person that he some like, random person blocked. has blocked him." Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's super heartbreaking. Um, when when the the discovery of um that what because okay, when he confronts her. Um, when she's pregnant is when he gets arrested and the block becomes legal. Um, and it's it's heartbreaking for him when um, it's established that legal blocks cover the offspring of the person who initially blocked you as well. Um, can I uh, can I ask you a question? I need you to take a second. I'm going to give you a second. Think back through the history of television, movies, YouTube videos, and all types of drama, even books. Okay. okay. Can you think of a more dramatic Asian child reveal? No. This is this is number one, right? This is the number one dramatic Asian child reveal. Like, oh, we you know doing... what? Um, no, it's not really super. Um, there's a there. It's funny that you mentioned it because I can think of an of. Like you're the way you're saying it is like this is the only Asian child reveal ever, but there's another one. What in the show Shameless? Uh, is there? 
Yeah, so spoilers in Shameless, um, one of the brothers is like dating this girl and she gets pregnant and he's basically like ready to completely throw his life away to take care of this kid. Like he's going to quit school and everything to get a job to take care of this kid. And then she has the baby and the baby comes out. Uh, the baby comes out uh, with Down syndrome, but the baby also comes out Asian. Mm, double whammy. Double whammy. Um, so there is another there is another Asian baby reveal. Um, well, well, then let me ask you in, in full seriousness then. Oh, but this, this, out of those two, this is the most dramatic. Yeah. This is the most dramatic Asian baby reveal. Yeah. Okay. Um, Asian baby reveal, by the way, is the name of my uh, lo-fi punk band. I have a my note. I have a note that just says Asian love child. I had a, a name of a band thing earlier that we skipped over, and I didn't bother to go back. Uh, should, I, should I tell you? Absolutely. Uh, in the first segment, when Harry uh, uh, John Hamm's feeding information about the guy uh, that uh, Harry's trying to. Like, oh, is, is, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. Is the name of your band Poor Guy's Hat? Poor Guy's Hat was the name of my mid-90s alternative band that opened for uh, Counting Crows. Yeah. Poor Guy's Hat would be a good name for a for, for a band. Um, I feel like the way they're getting the confession out of him... I, I don't know the term. I have, a ter- I have a word written down, but I don't know if it's is, the right is word. The word entrapment? No. It's, it's co, co, coversion? Co- co- coercion. Coercion. There it is. No, I feel like this is a kind of coercion, right? Like, no. really? No, because they obviously rules are different here. Yeah, is it coercion if you know, like it's like it's it's a it's it's like a hundred percent a fact. It's basically a hundred percent a fact that this guy killed the dad. They that, like I that's why they're they, holding him. I think but they, they won't confess because he won't talk. Yeah, like so, they know, but they is it, don't. Is it coercion know. if you if it's coercion if you know something to be fact and then get someone to say it? I don't know because again, rules are different here because we're inside a little egg. Yeah. With somebody's detached consciousness. Yeah. Um, um Zach, let me ask but, you a question. And this is the this is like the last step. This is the last note I have for the episode. Um. How many radios do you break before you stop trying to break radios? Oh, well, here's a question I have. When does the radio disappear and regenerate? Is it when you break eye contact with the radio? I think so, yeah. Like you smash the radio and then you turn. I think so. Basically, it's kind of maybe it's like a Schrodinger's cat. Like the radio radio is both broken and functioning at the same Um, time. Oh, by the way, just to, to jump back a bit, I'm not sure about how uh, Beth's dad dies. It seems a bit uh, like he gets conked in the head. And, and then kind of just dies. Then dies, like, but not immediately. I think, he, I think basically what happens is he, um, he causes, when he, hits him with the, when he hits him with the snow globe, he causes a brain bleed. And he basically the, bleeds into his skull and uh, collapses his brain. Didn't forget that graphic, but okay. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, yeah, is there a way? Because I was thinking about it, it's like, like, is it breaking eye contact? Like, can you get yourself in an angle where you could see the wrecked uh, radio, but also make a new one regenerate where you just kind of can drown yourself in radios? 
Maybe. Probably not. No. But oh, I, I, like, I, like, oh, I, here's I the thing. I, here's the thing I want to get to because uh, I, I, I skipped over it. Um, this happens after it's, it's revealed that John Hamm actually got in trouble for the the Harry thing, and is working with the 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 cops to elicit a confession from Rafe Spall. Mm -hmm. um, so then he's punished. He's free to go, but he's blocked by everyone. Yeah. How do you function in that, like, like to the simplest thing, how do you buy things in a store? Um, I, I like to think that in the world of Black Mirror... Um, everything's uh, automated? Every, the, everything's... I mean, that's, I that's mean what we I see in... Thought. We see in the episode Crocodile, the even pizza delivery is automated. But, but yeah. um, I would like I would assume that it's very much in the sense of like, um, like if you wanted to, you could never you you don't have to go to a store now in today's day and age where you and I live right now, Zach. You could you could anything like Tom Segura has a bit about it. He's like you could order anything offline. So you could say you want bananas and hammers. And they just show up at your door. Banana hammers. Banana hammers. Um, but yeah, I, I thought about that too. About like, oh man, that was good. That would be very difficult to to you know make it in the world, not being able to interact with everyone. Like, how do you get shit done? But you just order shit on Amazon and have your groceries delivered. Like, how do you, you, don't how have, do you to... have a job? Huh? What, what's your what's your what's your job? I mean that. I mean that does that. Uh, that's something I didn't think about. That would be a little bit difficult. Um, uh, I'm sure. I'm. So here's a question. If so, Rafe, Rafe gets blocked by Beth, and he has no way of contacting her, aside from writing her letters. Would she be able to physically read those letters? Or do you think their letters would be blocked? Or do you think they're blurry? Um, I don't know, because the question never comes up, because the... The dad says he throws them away. Yeah. But uh, in real, like if So if, if John Hamm is blocked by everybody, and you could still read something that that person writes, I mean, you could do... He could do a job that doesn't require physical contact with anybody... And this, the everything would be just communicate through, um, like email. Um, something interesting at the store, um, at the store that I work at, they stopped doing in-person interviews. You basically go online and fill out like a questionnaire, and then they tell you to show up for the job or not. That is interesting. Yeah. So, like, you can do a job interview without you, you can get a job without interacting with somebody in the real world in the world that we live in so i'm sure john ham can somehow get by you know i'm sure he could find like a like an it job or something like that where he doesn't have to interact with people mm. um that could, everything could be um you know talked about through emails and stuff um but yeah zach that's um i mean theoretically no i was gonna say you could do the job he had been doing I mean, technically, he could do the job he was doing before because I wonder if 
blocking transfers to cookie consciousnesses. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, technically, it's not a person. Right. So it probably wouldn't transfer. Hmm. Interesting. He just maybe, you know, like he maybe just wouldn't do it in the person's house like he was with Una. Or even he could. He just doesn't interact with the client, the customers. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's interesting. This was a. Uh... I mean, it was nice to get back to TV. Yeah, we sh- we should definitely get more TV. We should definitely, in the new year, um, figure out a way to work more TV into it. Yeah, we'll do another. Uh, maybe, maybe once Walking Dead ends. And we've talked maybe, about doing the first season. Maybe not even just the first season. Maybe we'll do. Um, maybe you you can get yourself caught up. Because you're 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 like a aren't you like a why like while back at this point? I think I'm like a season a season and a half behind. Yeah, like maybe once it's over, you get yourself caught up, and we get we we hit for like first episode, uh, you know, first like quarter mark, or like half like you know what I mean, like a couple of touchstones, two yeah. touchstone episodes in the middle, and then the last episode, and we kind of because Walking Dead really is. Is is subtly the grandfather? Yeah, it's of basically. This the, the, yeah, the it, it's kind of what stemmed us doing this. So yeah, um, it would um, it would only be, it would it would be wrong if we didn't cover at least some part of it. But even even just doing the first the first season would be um, a good yeah. a good thing to do. But uh, Adam, you came up with a, a top five for for this week's episode. Yes. Um, so since this episode, I was trying to, I, I, I've said before, I don't like to, um, I don't like to be obvious. Um, I like to be kind of like subtle, um, with, with my top fives. Um, so this week I decided the top five, since the episode was called white Christmas. Um, um, <laughs> hold on i sorry. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a text. Oh, man. Uh, sorry. So... Um, sorry. So the episode's called White Christmas. So I decided um, to the top five would be top five. Now, I don't have any TV shows on mine. I have um, one. But um, I gave I opened it up to since we are covering TV movies and television that have a color in the title. Um, so, Zach, do you want to give me your top five movie movies or television with a color in the title? I'll start off with my television. A uh, little show called Black Mirror. Uh, so, so I, 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 I think I've mentioned before. I try to leave what we're covering but I, off it's, of my list. Black Mirror I, is is one of my. I'll give I'll I'll give top, Black Mirror honorable, honorable mention on my, if not top three, television shows of all time. Period. So yeah. I'd be remiss to not when when one of my top favorite shows fits into a category. Yeah, um, I'd be remiss not to mention it. Uh, uh, getting into the four movies I have number uh, number four again, not in real any order. Yeah, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh fuck, I forgot friend about that. Show, friend of the podcast, uh, Men in Black. That was on my long list. Uh, the Green Mile. 
Uh, Green Mile was was on my long list. And what I would consider, uh, at least the ones I can think of, I feel like I'm going to be embarrassed that I couldn't think of more. But of the, the ones I can think of, by far my favorite is the Sons of the Lambs prequel, Red Dragon. Um, Red Dragon is included on my list. Um, aside from Red Dragon, my list also has A Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. Green Street Hooligans. Never seen it. But I, I, know Gre- what it I, I know what it is, but I've never seen yeah. it. Uh, Green Room. Wait, wait. Green Street Hooligans. Is that Elijah Wood? Elijah Wood and Charlie Hunnam. I've seen Green Street Hooligans. Yeah. Uh, green room. I was thinking, uh, green room is what I, when you said Green Street Hooligans, my mind thought the Green Room. Green room. Yeah, Green Room is, is is another one on my list. I, I uh, not a friend of the podcast, but a uh, I guess a cousin of the podcast because it was my What Are You Watching one week, um, and another that, What Are You that's, Watching. That's like a third cousin of the podcast. A third, a third, uh, a, a work associate of the podcast, Green Room, and another work associate of the podcast, uh, Black Hawk Down. Never seen Black Hawk Down. I hadn't seen it until very recently, and it's very good. I don't like the idea of hawks being hurt. Down, yeah, yeah. Downed. I don't want to. I don't want to see anything where a hawk is downed. I only yeah. like. I like now if if the movie was called Black Hawk Upped, <laughs> then I'd be. I would have seen it five times already. Um, what are you watching? Adam? You want to talk about, or should I do what am I watching? watching um i'll do what i'm i'll do what i'm watching um we'll save uh one thing for a post like a a, a after both of ours yes but i i I have to say that you are more well versed in that thing than i am did did you watch the second episode no i only watched the first what the fuck i even told kylie i know um and i'm i'm and i'll explain why (sighs) Um, this is a what was it that you like Oh, uh, midnight mass. mass. Yeah. yeah. Um, mass so this week, I, I I can't remember if I I can't remember if I mentioned it last week or if I meant I don't remember. But it, I like I said earlier in the episode, I watched Fight Club and it took me like three days. I kept falling asleep because I kept watching it really late at night. Um, love Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Um, I watched Black Widow. Oh, what'd you think? It wasn't good. It was fine. It was fine, but it. it, it there's better Marvel movies. It's a the well, yeah. There's worse Marvel movies. That's true. Um, I do have a I do have a crush on Florence Pugh. So, so that, that wasn't so she and she was honestly the best part of the movie. Like she had a lot of funny. I her and uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel, not Daniel, David Harbor. David Harbor. Yeah, they were the. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Um. Uh, but yeah, so Zach, what are you what are you watching? Uh, aside from the thing that we're going to talk about in a second, uh, I've been I, I'm exactly halfway through because I watched the first part and I stopped right in the middle of the second part. I'm halfway through the 11 year long um, Beatles documentary that Peter Jackson just released onto Disney Plus. Um, I talked a little bit, uh, I think, to you last night about it. Mm. Um. It's it's kind of fascinating because I'm this is me speaking and I was I was I was texting with friend of the show friend of the podcast Tim earlier. Um, there's been weekends like 
not anytime recently, not anytime even within the last six years, but they're like back before I met my wife. And basically I was spending every weekend at Tim's house, drinking, mm-hmm. smoking pot, writing music. Um, there was like weekends where basically you lock yourself in and you, you just write songs for hours on end. And I mean, like ours, like our, our, our we've had, been on the uh, songs I've written have been on the radio. Songs I've written have been, you know, reviewed, and they're uh, like you can listen to songs I've written on Spotify. But like the like the high stakes songwriting, and like like band dynamic that you see in this documentary is is because like it's the fucking Beatles. Like there's, there's yeah. there was no one there was no one and probably will never be anyone at a given moment bigger than the Beatles were in this time frame. Yeah. Like it's the fucking Beatles, dude. And you're like, you're it's seeing the Catalina wine mixer, Zach. It's the fuck God. It's the motherfucking Catalina wine mixer. And you're seeing like, you're seeing songs that you you've known your entire life and you've heard a hundred times. Like, uh, like don't uh, don't let me down. Get back. Like you're seeing like them like start as like somebody just fucking noodling around on a guitar in between yeah. practices of another song. Like for like specifically the thing that really hit me as someone who's written songs um, is them working out. Get back because. Uh, let me pull up because I don't want to get the the names wrong. It starts like Paul McCartney. Like you could like you have you ever heard the story about how he came up like how we, when he wrote yesterday. No. Um, when he wrote yesterday, he didn't have he didn't know it was yesterday at first. He had put a placeholder phrase scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. So when he was writing yesterday the music of it and coming up with the melody, he was going scrambled eggs. <laughs> but like you see that him do that like constantly because get back is just like a lot of like uh-huh, like he'll he'll be like playing the music and I'll be like like you know what I mean? Yeah. But then like you start seeing like certain lines come out. So like in the second verse of of Get Back, the line is, Sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a woman. So like when he first starts writing it, it's it's he's basically like da 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 thought she was a woman, and there's nothing there. Yeah. And then as they're working through the song, it becomes a completely different thing. It starts to be about immigration, British immigration at a certain point. And then it reverts back to this kind of thing where he's back to this. I thought she was a woman. So then he get. So then you see a part of it where he's like, uh, "Sweet Loretta, da, da, thought she was a woman." And then you see him like workshop last names. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Like these are songs that are like, thought to be some of the the greatest songs that are have ever and will ever be written. And just like to be able to kind of like, like peek into the process. Is, is fascinating to me. But also, 
like it's it's very it's very uh uh you know it's dry it's basically just come there's no narration it's basically just conversations amongst these four people and then people come into the conversation like certain like uh uh girlfriends uh wives uh Mm -hmm. uh uh, Text like like equipment text and stuff like that. Um, it's it's just you, like the band dynamic thing. Like over the f- uh, spoiler alert here. Um, at the end of the first part of the three parts, George basically quits the Beatles, mm-hmm. and this is a two hour and thirty six minute episode. And over the two hours and thirty six minutes. I knew going into watching it that he quits at the end. Yeah. So I, I I was able to more focus in on it maybe than some people would not knowing. But you watch George become more alienated and pissed off over the course of because the 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 just a very very quick because I don't want to spend too much time on it. I'm going to get into the the other thing we we, we can talk about. <laughs> Uh, the conceit of the documentary is they're going to do a they they did uh, they they did a promo video for Hey Jude, and in the promo video they played it and recorded it in front of a live audience. Which at mm-hmm. this point in the Beatles' history, they were not performing live after like '66, I think they stopped touring and performing for live audiences. They basically were in essentially an album band. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing this video in front of people sparked their interest in performing for people again. So the plan was going to be, they were going to record a new album live in front of an audience. Oh wow! Over the course of two nights, they were going to do two nights of recording, like two, like to basically play a concert two nights consecutively, and then take the best recordings from those two nights. Yeah, they come into this studio. Well, that's not a studio; it's a soundstage, basically. Not with, like with no songs. It's not like they're like we have these songs. We want to do it in front of it. They're going to write, rehearse, and then perform these songs in like two or three weeks that's crazy um and just like so over the course of the the first episode is day one through seven so over the course of a week you see george just basically become fed up with paul and john you know you know it reminds me of in um in walk hard when the when they're um in india with the beatles and uh like they're you know like Jack Black is Paul McCartney is like being very Paul McCartney and Paul Rudd is John Lennon is being very John Lennon and then like, they go to Justin Long who's George Harrison and he's just like I'm just trying to get more songs on the albums which, which is exactly it because he basically at one point he's like talking to to Paul because Paul is very domineering when you mm-hmm. when you watch these things it's like he's like, no, you should do this. No, you should try this. No, try this. No, try this. But at the same time, he's very likable. Like you, uh, like you never think that he's an asshole. You just think yeah. that like he's like a guy who has a vision for he's, what. Yeah, he's got he's got a vision be. of what what we want what he wants to put on wax. Right. So like, 
I said I texted you last night my synopsis of the four Beatles over the course of the first hour, uh, one and a half episodes. Uh, uh, Paul is likable but very bossy. Mm-hmm. John is kind of goofy. Uh, George is kind of whiny, but in retrospect, kind of justified at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then Ringo is there. Yeah, Ringo is just like, hanging out. It's it's. Like the joke, I feel like it always been that like Ringo just kind of went along for the ride. When you watch this, like Ringo, literally, he's playing the same like basically drum progression in every song that they're trying to write. Yeah, I've always seen the thing. I don't know how how true it is, but it's a quote from John Lennon, um, where they Ringo's the best drummer in the world, and John replies, like, "Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles." Yeah, um, you can tell that Ringo kind of like lucked into what happened to Ringo. Uh, yeah. But it, it made me laugh because uh, certain every time they play a new song, a new song is played in any sort of length, they credit, um, they, they give you the name of the song and the writers, which is interesting because it also gives you kind of insight. Like when you think of the Beatles, like the, six, like the late 60s Beatles, when they're not doing that, like, I want to hold your hand. They're getting like, into like the real psychedelic and real like experimental Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure there's people that are like, I wonder what the Beatles were listening to when the Beatles were, were doing this stuff. Like what motive, what, what inspired the Beatles? And you see a lot of them noodling around and just like doing like, just like fucking, like fucking around with covers and stuff. Yeah. So you like, you see stuff like, Oh, like they were into this, like Ray. Ch- John was into this Ray Charles song. Paul was into this, uh, like this this uh, Tina Turner song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's 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 fascinating. Like it's like even outside of being someone who is as like been involved in a creative musical process, it's fascinating seeing like these this this huge th- like. Like and when I say huge, I mean huge cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. See behind the scenes of this, see how like how it worked, and like it's it's just very interesting. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the thing that both of us are watching very briefly because you said you only watched the first episode because you're a piece of shit. Um, so so let me start off and explain why I only watched one episode because you're a piece of shit. I literally just said. It. I don't know if I give a shit yet. You got to, because I did, Do you think I gave a shit about fucking uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I mean I didn't really give too much shits about Falcon and the Winter Soldier either. But Falcon and Winter Soldier. So my idea of what Hawkeye was going to be, I didn't watch any trailers or anything for Hawkeye. So what I thought Hawkeye was going to be was I thought it was basically going to be Clint basically teaching his daughter to become Hawkeye. That would have been a, an and I, so I, so not only would it, not only would we have had characters that we know, but I I like we'd ha- I'd have that like I've heard um I've heard them talk about it um on talk about Ball it. Move, I've heard uh, Jim and Aaron talk about one of the one of um, their favorite parts of The Walking Dead is the father-son dynamic between Rick and Carl. Um, 
So I was kind of hoping for something like that. Like I was kind of hoping for like, you know, like I have a daughter who like I try to, um, you know, like you want your kids to be into the same thing as you. So like my daughter, like I try to always get my daughter to listen to like music that I like or like she was interested in guitar. So I gave her one of my guitars to play. Um, so I was kind of hoping for like that that father daughter like passing on the torch dynamic and I like so I don't care I don't know if I care about some random person but if you think about it he would never do that because this would not be a life he would want for his daughter that's true um and like I was thinking like Haley Steinfeld is attractive but I don't know if she's as a, do, a, like God I don't think she's a, I don't think she's attractive enough to to keep me so like, I'm definitely going to watch the show I'm just thinking it might be like I'll wait till there's like how many episodes is it going to be? How many Marvel shows have there been on Disney Plus? Three. How many have been bad? None. None. So like I'm like I but that's see that's that's it's the pessimist in me. Um, it's the it's the pessimist in me because like so far they've done three. And they've all been good. So you're thinking like this one, like you're so like at a certain point, it. the shoe has to drop. No, look at Pixar, dude. Like eventually, mm, the shoe doesn't. Pixar made cars, Zach. I don't. Shoe... Uh, I'm Pixar made record. cars, and then they made Cars Two and Cars Three. So the yeah, shoe but... dropped multiple times for Pixar. The, but at the same time, like, uh, not really. No, dude. Yeah, the shoe drop. No, no. Cars two is 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 probably, but like Cars two also came like ten or fifteen movies into like like you're like I feel like the fact the fact that we got two Cars sequels before we got an Incredible sequel, Pixar's the other shoe dropped for Pixar. Mm, I I have thoughts on that, but I'm not going to get into it now. Uh, but no, I think. Given the track record of Marvel, who and you know what else it was too? A little bit too because I started watching Black Widow before I started watching uh, so Hawkeye. You're up, you didn't like Black Widow that, and much I wasn't here, caring yeah. for Black Widow, so I was also kind of like, oh, maybe like maybe now that Marvel, you know, has lost Rob, like Robert Johnny Jr.'s out of the picture, like maybe they're grasping at straws now, like. Like they no, got, they got like the cool see, thing of Wandavision out of the way. You know what they're like, building to now, because there's even a meme going around uh, that kind of like gives you a hint as to what they're building to, like a Young Avengers franchise. Yeah, because uh, there's even a a, um, a meme. I don't know if you've seen uh, where someone asks Haley Steinfeld about Young Avengers. And she doesn't know how to answer. And she's on a panel with Kevin Feig. Uh, Fahey. Fahey. Feig. 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 Uh, Kevin Feig. And she looks back at him. Like, basically, like, basically, he's like, what am I allowed to say? Kind yeah. of thing. Um, no, I don't know. I like, I feel like, especially with the, if, if, if nothing else, well, how uh, about how about we how about we do this? If nothing else, the the Disney Plus series have surprised me at how good they were, not no. disappointed me. At the have, very have, least, let's let's call it this: 
by the next time we record the third episode of Hawkeye will be out, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll sit we'll we'll shelve the Hawkeye discussion. And I promise by the next time we record, I will be completely up to date with Hawkeye and we can discuss no, all three episodes. Don't get, me, don't get me wrong. This isn't like I'm not saying this is like a one division where we need to make a separate segment. No, no, but like we, but, you, but, you, but like I kind of let you down episodes. again. Like I kind of pulled another Midnight Mass and was like, "Yeah, I, I, we'll talk about it," but I didn't watch it. Through um, two episodes, I feel like it's it's more a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit less high stakes, mm-hmm. which is fine. Hawkeye is is more of a low stakes superhero. Mm-hmm. Um. But I enjoy. It. I think it's. I think it's got a good humor to it. Like, ba- like basically through two episodes, Jeremy Renner is playing it as just like exasperated, like not needing to deal with this. Yeah, which fits the. Which is not like unfitting of the character and unfitting of the situation. But I enjoy Jeremy Renner playing, kind of like a. <sighs> All right, let's. Yeah. Like there's a scene in the second. There's a, a whole thread through the second episode, which admittedly is kind of stupid, <laughs> but and kind of like I'm, I'm as I'm talking about, it, I'm disliking it a little more as I'm talking about. It. But even even as I'm disliking, it, it's still like Jeremy Renner plays it kind of like Jeremy Renner plays it as you would think of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like you're like he's not playing it like this is super important. I need to do this. Like he's playing it like, can we? All right, come on. Come, like can we just can we do this? Can we get this over with? Yeah, which is, which is makes for good television. It makes for entertaining at least. Yeah. Um. Anyway, next week. Zach. Did you say next week? Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah, we are. Zach, what are your top five Black Mirror episodes? Oh fuck, I forgot. Um, give me your top five. Uh, no, give me your top five. five I'll give you let's my top five, and then we'll no, give you bottom five, five first. Bottom five. Huh? No, I think we should do bottom five first. All right, we'll do bottom. Oh, what's your bottom five? Uh, number. Uh, do you have Bandersnatch in your list, or are we discounting Bandersnatch? Because I'm gonna have to adjust my top five. No, Bandersnatch would probably be actually be in the middle for me. So, can we count it as a list of twenty three or a list of twenty two? Um, with Bandit, can it include Bandersnatch? So 23. All right. Number 23, Men Against Fire. Okay. Number 22, Metalhead. Okay. Number 21, Hated in the Nation. Okay. Number 20, Playtest. Okay. And number 19, Waldo Moment. So, Hated in the Nation is in your bottom five? It's fine. It's just, I was not, it's not Black Mirror. It's very, it's very. Oh, see, I think it's very black here. It's. I think it. I think it's. I think it's, it's very, very British. I know. I think it's very black mirror. Um, the, the, my, the, so I would. The I would probably in the, in the episode is robotic, robotic bees, dude. Yeah. It's. I would. I would. I put, like, what's her name? Kelly McDonald. I love Kelly McDonald. Yeah, I but, like the two of them. I like. Um, uh, it was funny because I was watching. So I, when I was watching Black Mirror, I was downloading the episodes on my phone through Netflix so I could watch them when I was picking my kids up from school. 
Um, because I basically, I basically like go and park and sit there for like 20, 30 minutes waiting for them to get out. Um, so I picked my daughter up from school the one day and then I was watching hated in the nation in the car waiting for my son to get out of school. And my daughter recognized her voice from brave. Right. Um, I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, my daughter's blind. Um, so it's, uh, it kind of, it, it, it didn't even dawn on me. She's, I'm like, she's like, Oh, I recognize that girl's voice. And I'm like, Oh, from where? And I thought she was talking about the waif because the other girl in the episode is the waif from game of Thrones. Or cousin of the podcast. Cousin of the podcast game, uh, the waif. Um, so I thought she was like talking about that. Like maybe she had started watching game of Thrones or something like that. Um, but no, she recognized what's her face from what's her face's name from Brave, and I was like, "Oh shit, you're right, she is from Brave." Um, but I would put Hayden in the Nation in probably in the middle, middle, middle top, honestly, like top of the middle of my pack. Um, it's fine. It's just it's too long. It's it seems like a bizarre choice to me. Like if you were to tell me, if you were to give me a short, like one or two sentence description of the concept of every episode of, of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. And I was to read down the entire list. And then you were to ask me which episode was the one that they gave the most time to. You wouldn't think that one. I would never in a million years think that the, the, the Robot B episode yeah. is the one that... It's fine, but it's it's way too long. And at at the core of the concept, it's kind of silly. Yeah. So that's why it's at my bottom five. What are your bottom five? Um, in no particular order, I'll include the. I'll, I'll go. They're in no particular order, but I'm going to say the three that were also in your bottom five. Um, I have Metalhead, the Waldo moment, and Man Against Fire in my bottom five as well. <coughs> um, I also have Rachel Jack and Ashley too. Uh, I have that very middle. That, that's like fifteen on my list, so very close. Uh, Men against fire, just to touch on, um, just maybe the most predictable twist. Yeah, absolutely. In it, it, and I. Uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck. What's his name? The the guy that is. I don't know. If, I I forget if he's like the psychiatrist or if he's like. Um. Oh, I knew who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's from House. He's most famous from House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. He's great in House of Cards. But uh, so, it, like, again, it, like, bumps me out to have to. Yeah. Um, and the but, last yeah. one of my top five, which is which is one I think actually you said you you enjoy, is White Bear. I don't care for White Bear. I White Bear. I have at number. In rewatching nine. it, I appreciate it more, but I still don't care for it. I think it's a very good um tw- i think it's a very good twist no way no no way in a thousand years watching what you're watching while she's like running through and people are taking pictures are you expecting to her to be a child killer who is being like acting yeah no it, i mean i agree with you i did not see the twist coming at all but i just I, again like, i don't know what it is about the episode but i just don't care for it for some reason um yeah, like I said, I have it at number nine. It's my top ten. Uh, should I give me my top five? Um, yeah, what's your top five? Uh, number five, USS Callister. 
which I think I switched. It used to be number four, I think. Uh, number four, Bandersnatch. Oh, you really you're going Bandersnatch in top five? Bandersnatch. When you realize what Bandersnatch is doing, mm-hmm. um, is it does get it does get very meta. It's it's genius when you realize yeah. that the point of it is that your choices don't matter. Yeah. Um, and like, like it, but it does it so organically that you think you're you're affecting the story mm. right up until you realize that you like you have like things are are are, are going to happen. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a, a, br- a, a brilliant way of expanding on the um, expanding on, on, on like the concept of the show in general. Yeah. Sorry for the interruption, but let's have a quick word from our sponsors. So uh, number three, I have uh, one that I feel like I, I like if, Looking back at this week, this month, I mean, uh, if there's an episode I wish we had done that we didn't do, it's uh, Shut Up and Dance. Yeah. Which I think has the best twist in any Black Mirror episode. Um, The way it... um, For the record, do you have Shut Up and Dance in your top five? No. Um. The way that it makes you feel for the kid that's the center of the episode. The entire episode. And you're like, and then basically just, you're, think, yeah. you're thinking, this poor kid, he just did the, this thing that everyone does. Um, and now he's, he has to like go through this terrible thing because of it. And then at the end, you find out, no, he's, he's the villain, really. He's actually a piece of shit. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's, it's the most um, brilliantly done twist in the entire, the entire series. Mm. Uh, number two, I avoid Christmas. And number one, like, like, again, I think I need to do a rewatch like you did. Because I don't know that I would have Hang the DJ as number one anymore. Mm. I enjoy it more in terms of like the feel good episodes. I enjoy mm-hmm. it more than San Junipero, actually. Uh, so I would keep it above San Junipero. But I don't know that I would like just thinking about the episodes, looking back at them. Um, I don't know that I, I liked Hang the DJ. I don't know if I liked rewatching Hang the DJ more than I liked rewatching National Anthem, even. No. I don't know if I went back and watched Nosedive. I don't know if I, like Nosedive always seems to stick with me. I have that at number 10. I don't know if I would enjoy Hang the DJ more than I liked. Like, I was like rewatching Nosedive. So I might have to do a, a full, but as of right now, that's my top five. Adam, what's your top? Um, so I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with the two that you also have in your top five. Again, mine are in no particular order, really. Um, uh, I have USS Callister and White Christmas both in my top five. 
Um, something that you have in your bottom five. I have playtest in my top five. I enjoy the shit out of playtest, and I think it might have to do with. I think it has to do like almost solely with Captain America. I I didn't I I I didn't care about a guy thinking he's in a haunted house. No. Um, and then the two that I don't, the two that I have in my top five that haven't been mentioned, um, friend of the podcast, national anthem. And, uh, an episode that we, I I don't think we've mentioned at all, um, over the course of the month is be right back. That one is trying be right back is. Domino Gleason and no, Haley no, I know, I know exactly. I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to collect my thoughts about Be Right Back. Be Right Back is it's, the, I, I think, the reason I like it is, um, it's, it's sad and then hopeful and then sad again. Mm. Um, I, I think it, 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 again, I, I, I mentioned a second ago, I have a very pessimistic way of looking at things. Um, I have a, I have a mentality of expect the worst and you'll never be upset. Um, I'd be right back. Actually kind of low, lower than no, there's no way. No, I have to. All right. If, if, if nothing else, you mentioning this episode has made me realize I need to do a full re-ranking because I have. Be right back behind such things as Crocodile, uh, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2, uh, Smithereens. I actually Smithereens... care for Crocodile, but actually when I rewatched it, I enjoyed Crocodile. Smithereens is the one... Smithereens is the one in the last season with the Uber yeah, driver. That one actually I did like. But like, Be Right Back should not be below things like Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. No. Um... You know what? It, it kind of gets um, in this middle section, as you had said. It kind of gets into like, like for instance, I love Black Museum, mm-hmm. but I have Black Museum at like thirteen. Yeah, I mean Black Museum's I, good. I don't know, like Black Black Museum's kind of like White Bear. Like it's a good episode. I just don't know if I really care. Well, like I said, Black Museum. I love that like world building. That, yeah. Stop it. Stop. This baby will not is like climbing in this cave as if she's like King Kong Bundy <laughs> trying to like trying to escape Hulk Hogan. Like get away. Um I think you've inspired me to uh to rewatch to it. maybe to maybe do a full rewatch. It's definitely worth it. I definitely enjoyed going back because there's some episodes I hadn't seen in forever. Um and uh, I definitely enjoyed going back and seeing them. Uh, but anyway, we are leaving one themed month for another. For another, Adam, you want to give uh, the uh, three people we know and the many people in Southeast Asia that are listening a insight into what the next four weeks will will hold for them? Absolutely. Um, so over the course of December last year, we did all Christmas movies. Um, we did um, uh, we so we wanted to we wanted to do Christmas movies again, but we wanted to do a little bit of a twist. So this December, we're going to be doing what we're going to refer to as Christmas adjacent. Um, 
the movies that people always argue whether or not they're Christmas movies. Um, and we will be starting off next week with um, probably the one that's talked about most, which is Die Hard. Oh yeah, this is absolutely the. Uh, this is this is if if the week after I think we're doing one B, but this is definitely one A in terms of is this a Christmas movie? Yeah. Um, which we've is we've got a couple more lined up. Um, did we you may have to do some some tinkering? Uh, Adam, I don't think you said the title. I said Die Hard. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, I said Die Hard. Um, we've got a couple more lined up. We're we're gonna have to do some 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 tinkering because um, Zach and I have plans on a weekend coming up in uh, December. Um, Zach uh, was very excited and uh, clued me in on something very exciting coming up. Um, we're going to be seeing uh, one of our favorite bands in concert again. I can't tell you the last time I went to a concert that I chose Can, to go to. Cannot remember the last time I went to a concert. Period. I've been I, to, I've been to two concerts like right before COVID, um, but they were concerts that I took my daughter to because it was something that she wanted oh, to see. You know what? I do remember. My last concert was I think it was 2015 or at least uh, early 2016. I saw. Smashing Pumpkins and Marilyn Manson. I would say I think my last concert that I wanted to go to was 2016. I got tickets to see um, Blink 182 um, with um, with Matt Skiba um, at the at the Guitar Helm. Um, and I think that was like 2000. That was like summer of 2016. So um, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a concert that I wanted to go see myself. So. Um, we're gonna have and, to do some some finagling for that, but uh, we we'll have, uh, we have it's a Saturday. We might, we might have to do a Sunday morning, or yeah, it's like we have four um, four Christmas adjacent movies lined up. So um, Adam Adam wants to call it Christmas adjacent, but my uh, I've I've been referring to it as Christmas movie club. Okay, yeah, Christmas movie club with a and you kind of have to. That tone that Zach takes implies that you're shrugging your shoulders with your palms sure. facing up. And you're pa- like, like you're shrugging with your hands up. Christmas movie club? Because these are all like, no, like see, see, I think you're putting the emphasis on the wrong word because you're going like Christmas movie club? Oh, I think it should, so be, it should be Christmas, Christmas movie club. I think that's what I think that's what I, I like that board. If, if you put yeah. the emphasis on the on the word Christmas, um, I think it I think it works out perfectly. Christmas? Christmas uh, movie club? Uh, so, but again, if you're not shrugging your shoulders and uh, putting your palms straight up towards God, uh, you're not uh, doing it right. Um, we got, I remember, I was saying to Adam, I texted Adam earlier. I remember, uh, Jesus, back in like May, it must have been, like mapping out the rest of the year. Yeah. And we had this giant, you had like a a big enough, say water, uh, a big enough uh, list of our upcoming shows that you had to scroll. Yeah. To to see them all. I couldn't send Adam a picture of it in one screenshot. It was, it had to be a two screenshotter. And now we have 
now that I've just deleted tonight's episode because it's off the schedule, four episodes left in this calendar year. Uh, we have some themed months already planned out for next year. Yeah. Um, I think this month's going to be fun. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's going to be good. It's weird because as much as it's been nice to have real quick, like, hour, hour 15 things to watch, mm-hmm. um, I haven't really been able to, like, dive into something, like a movie. Yeah. For a month now. Um, and another, be, like, like we're doing we're doing a themed month. Like we're doing Christmas question mark movie club. Um but I feel like even though we're doing that theme, like it's basically like we're doing four random movies. Yeah. Oh um, no, there's, there's which don't get me wrong, I love our theme month, but I feel like uh, uh I feel like you know it's good to just kinda have like some like like same same thing's gonna be for January. January is gonna be a theme month, but it's not a theme of the movie. Yeah, January is gonna be all over the place. Yeah, so so like January, I'm really looking forward to not just because of what the theme is, but because it's it's gonna be just all over the place, like genre wise. So, um, yeah, th- like uh, this month is gonna be all over the place, but still loosely. Yeah, like loosely tied into something. Uh, but next. Like like we said, next month, next week is Die Hard. I'm going to. I like to tell you if it's streaming somewhere. Um, based on my uh, looking it up, it's not. But as I was looking it up on the television, a commercial came on for Peacock. That was uh, um, advertising their holiday movies. And, and Die, Hard, Die Hard was one of those movies. So okay. in the thing I, I looked up, it did not list Die Hard as being on Peacock. Here, let me well, see. Peacock on. is one. advertising Die Hard, so. Let me see if I have Peacock on my phone. All right, give me one second. I'm opening the Peacock you, app. You vamp. I'll start doing the closing exercises. Um, well, no, then we I don't say, need to vamp. Uh, huh? I don't need to vamp then. No, oh, I meant you do your thing. I'll vamp. Um, follow us on Twitter, as I always say, Summer Movie CLU, and then number one. Let us know your top five Black Mirror. Let us know your bottom five Black Mirror. Let us know if you even know what Black Mirror is. Um, let us know um, if you enjoyed our coverage. You know, everything. Let's just fucking say hi. Do something, guys. It's fucking, let's like, don't believe Black Mirror. Using Twitter isn't going to kill you. Um, or kill somebody else with a robotic bee. Um, follow us on the Instagram at Summer Movie Club. Um, I'm, I, if I remember correctly, I really enjoy the picture that Zach made for this week. Um, oh, this one's this one's great. This one's not fucked up like the national anthem one, but this one is like yeah. it just like it's hard when I make them to like sometimes because I mean. Short of asking for new pictures every week, like every week I can be like, hey, Adam, can you send me a picture of your face like pointed this way or doing this thing? Like I basically, I have two pictures of Adam's face. I have two pictures of my face. I kind of just make do with what I have. Yeah. This one, um, I think our faces 
worked perfectly. Yeah, the the faces worked out really nicely for it. Like, 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 it definitely, um, like it just fit. Sometimes, like again, even size wise, like when the yeah. pictures I put, but like this one just Adam's Adam's head fits perfectly onto one thing. My head fits perfectly onto the other. It's it's a good one. It's a good time. Um, so yeah, follow follow us on the social media. Um, let us know your thoughts on Black Mirror. Like I said, um, stay tuned for Zach's and, wacky photos. Anybody, anybody listening that is only watched the four episodes we talked about, or hasn't watched any of it, and just listened to, go back, start episode one, season one, watch them all. There's no bad ones. There's ones that are better than the others. Yeah. There's ones that are worse than the others. There's never I never watched a, a Black Mirror episode where I'm like I wish I didn't watch that Black Mirror. Episode. Yeah, we've we've talked about it with like Game of Thrones. By by process of elimination, there has to be a worst episode. But there's no like even the worst episode of Game of Thrones is still better than some of the best episodes of other garbage that's on TV. Like I have to imagine Burn Notice isn't great. Um, Harrison watches Burn Notice. Well, Harrison, he knows who's talking about them. Yeah. Did you ever figure out what the deal with Peacock and Die Hard is? It is not streaming currently. I'm going to guess that December 1st. Yeah, we'll be able to find. So. Makes sense. You'll be able um, to find Die Hard on, on Peacock. Because it, it definitely was in the advertisement. Yeah. Like, I didn't imagine that. So I'm <laughs> I definitely saw Bruce Willis. I'm guessing if you were to log on to Peacock, the morning of December 1st. You'd find that hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've already done the closing stuff, but follow us on the social medias, like I said. Um, stay tuned next week uh, for Christmas movie club. There you go. Um, Zach, if you have nothing else to say, I will say, as we always say, um, be safe, be happy, be kind to one another, and um See you guys next week for the episode. Zach, love you, mean it. To all of our listeners out there, love you guys. Um, and we'll, we uh, can't wait to see you next week. Uh, Adam, love you, mean it. Uh, to all the listeners, except for four of you, love you, mean it. <laughs> you guys figure out which four. Yeah. All right. Well, figure, if, 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 you listen, if you start back at the beginning of this episode. You'll know. You, if, and work your way through. You'll figure out which four I'm talking about. No. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Zach, love you. Goodbye, guys.